Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Beware the Board, a horror podcast. We watch a randomly selected horror movie every single week. I'm Bob. I'm Ben. Oh, my God, Benjamin. Season fucking six. (sighs) All right, that was weird. That was my excited yo. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I never mind. What? Nothing. What I was are you going to say? I was going to talk about something that I don't think you want me to talk about on the podcast. You can cut it. No. I think you'd rather me just not say it. Oh, okay. Can you tell me after? Well, the point of me not saying it is I think it... <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I will, but I'm not going to say it on the podcast. Okay. Let's just say it has to do with you, that noise, and something else. And no clue. Exactly. On a slightly related note, Bob, you're a stupid piece of shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> We just talked about this <laughs> before did, the fucking podcast. But not for the audience. So, on our last movie episode yeah. of season five, which was Scream, mm-hmm. uh, which was our last recording session, there was a clip. And I said, Bob, if you don't put this clip in here, you're gonna, you're just dumb. And I'm going to make fun of you for the next two weeks. So, this is this is me making fun of Bob. And he, he didn't include it. And I, well, see, Ben was like, you should include it. And he was assuming that I would just I- exclude it because out of um, what? Laziness? Laziness and or... you were like, I can't find it. I was like, it's the first five seconds. Laziness and or me wanting to not make myself look like a total fool on that episode, even though I totally was. I just forgot. Like, on honestly, I told him a second ago. I was... I cut the entire episode, finished the edit, exported it, uploaded it, and went, oh yeah, I forgot to cut that clip from the, like, first five seconds of the video. Whatever. Not a, nah, I don't Whatever. care. Whatever. And I'm gonna be honest, I don't think it adds that much, because we say it before it happens. So it's fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I just thought I should uh, explain myself and explain that. I'm no, I wasn't being lazy. That, I'm just stupid. That's fair. I'm not upset with you, but I promised I would make fun of you. So uh, yeah, okay. just me making fun of you. Okay. Uh, aside from that, do you have any fun announcements or anything? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. So I, I was saving this for the podcast, and but I kind of gave Ben a little bit of a, a teaser because we had to do some behind-the-scenes work before this, so we spent about an hour and a half discussing other bullshit and working on other stuff and i told you all last week that not last week last two weeks ago two weeks ago jesus fucking christ when we recorded scream yeah when we recorded scream because that's when i told you it was on that episode that i was going to see the exorcist in theaters with my dad and i've never seen that movie in theaters i'd only seen it on the podcast that movie is so fucking good i will i seeing it in theaters is like a whole different experience right was it the surround sound yes Actually, yeah. the surround sound and, like, being on a big screen like that, holy fucking shit is that movie good. Like, I knew it was, like, good before. Like, I like that movie. I, I've said before, I think it's a nearly perfect film. That movie is fucking phenomenal. And what's really weird is I didn't get scared on the episode we did for it. Because that movie is, I wouldn't say it's scary by today's standards, but when it came out, it was. That movie's scary. Like, I genuinely, like, it's unsettling. In, like, the weirdest way possible. But it's because I got so much more... Into it? Into it because I was sitting in a theater in the dark with a bunch of other people who are into it. And, like, my God. I mean, yeah. Watching, so good. Watching in theaters is always a different experience. Yeah, man. So, so good. It's always great. It's why if you ever have the money, you can get a nice home theater. Yeah. With, like, all the surround sound. And a could you room. imagine if we could record in something like that? It'd be fun. That'd be crazy. But, you know, uh, we're we'll both fi- broke. We'll figure it out eventually. <laughs> eventually. God, I could never. That is so much money, Ben. So much money I don't have. But it'd be cool. Aside from that, though. And also, so this is a separate This is a separate aside. 
I was working on some short form content and I think that has come out by the time this has come out because I'm probably going to put it out before then. I just helped Bob finish it. Well, help me solve a problem that I had or a problem that Ben had. I didn't really care. <laughs> Bob doesn't care. <laughs> he doesn't care about the quality. No, I do care, but it was like something that I, it wasn't particularly um, important to me. But it seemed important to Ben. So, I, and also, you know, coming looking at it from two perspectives is great because sometimes I care about something and Ben doesn't care about it. But sometimes Ben cares about something that I don't care about. So it's good to have you know two opinions on things. Anyway, that piece of short form content count. But I was working on that, and it's a clip from Day of the Dead. So while I was working on it, I was also rewatching Day of the Dead on my TV while I was working on it because like video editing. I don't need the audio as much because it's a set clip because it's short form. So I didn't have to like mess with audio. So I was mostly just messing with video clips that were silenced. So I could, you know, listen to something at the same time. Still my favorite movie of all time. I love that movie. That movie is so fucking good. Day of the Dead. Yes. Yeah. Man, that movie fucking hits. I got to the part. I'm not going to give spoilers because that movie is phenomenal. You should go watch it if you haven't. Uh, where someone dies and I almost threw up again. <laughs> oh, the really yeah gross death. Yeah. Yeah. I almost threw up again. And I've seen it before. It's, <sighs> it's a good scene. Good fucking movie, man. On a um slightly unrelated note, just because I, I want to mention this before we move on and actually get to the legitimate podcast. Yeah. Exorcist Believer's out now. Oh my god. I mean Bob have been talking shit while we're at work. Because yes. he'll, he'll text me some bullshit. And he sent me a very, very funny quote. Oh my uh, from God. Friedkin. I gotta, I gotta figure out where that's from. Which was something along the lines of, "I heard they're remaking my movie, you know, like my masterpiece, and um, I think I'd rather die than <laughs> see that in theaters." Yeah, and he got his wish. He got his wish. Um, I think he specifically said he would come back and haunt <laughs> David Gordon Green and make yeah. his life a living hell. He was giving him shit because it's the same guy who produced um, the new Halloween. Well, that and I think Pineapple Express. <laughs> Here it is, here it is, here it is. Here's you to read it? Yeah. Let me see if I can find the full quote. No, just read the one you got. <laughs> well, here we go. The guy who made these new Halloweens is about to <laughs> make <laughs> one to my movie, The Exorcist. That's right. My signature film was about to be extended by the man who made Pineapple Express. I don't want to be around when that happens, but if there's a spirit world and I come back, I plan to possess David Gordon Green and make his life a living hell. I just want to say it's very funny that he got his way. <laughs> it's awesome. And I literally said to Ben before this, I hope he's haunting him right now. But on an actual point, that movie is not doing well. No. It has not been out very long, so final reviews aren't, like, in. Yeah. But for anyone who's curious and hasn't looked it up himself, Rotten Tomatoes, right? Yep. Which tends to have, I think, a better description because it's separated between, Mm -hmm. you know, specifically critics and audience score. Gave it a 23% for the tomato meter. good. So that's the critics. And, you know, the audience, who usually rate it higher, Yep, 55. God damn. And if you're wondering what the aggregate score on IMDb is, it's only a 5.2, which is oh my God. not great. So, you know, I, I try not so to So let's get... go back to that guy's quote of, this is going to be a better film. <laughs> Never. Literally impossible. Get out of here, you fucking scum lord. Don't call him a scum lord, Bob. That went too far. I don't care. That made, <laughs> that quote makes me so angry. <laughs> it does, which is really funny. I haven't seen the film, and I don't know anything about the film other than people are just dunking on it. Oh, there's something in there that's going to annoy Bob. Um, My friend Brian went and saw the film, 
and we were talking about it last night in our chat. You know, just vague shit, because he was like, I saw it. He called it mid as fuck, and it shouldn't even exist. <laughs> and then he was like, yeah, but Saw X was pretty good. <laughs> and I was like, nice. Nice. So just so you, you know, other people are giving me their opinion on this show, on this <clears throat> movie, and uh, I'm excited to never see it. <laughs> I just like the description of mid as fuck. Yeah. No. And the thing is, he said it should never exist, which is my key thing for it's a remake. Remakes. It's a need, soft reboot. A soft reboot. They need a reason to exist. And he, st- he literally said it doesn't need it. It doesn't need to yeah, exist. Well, don't worry. We have to watch a bunch of other Exorcist sequels before we get to that one. Oh, yeah. I forgot there are a bunch of sequels that yep. I don't care about. <laughs> because the first one in and of itself is a perfect story. All right. So you ready to just get to the, the board? New board. Fresh board. I guess. Un- unspoiled. Unspoiled. That's a good point. Unspoiled. I have all nine spots. Except by Bob's category. Oh, my <laughs> God. Are we doing this again? Every fucking season. Okay, this season was an actual issue. And I'll address it when we have finally touched on your category. But I have some shit to say. Okay, fucker. It's fine. I'm not mad at you. It's not your fault. He's not mad at me, but you can't see the vitriol in his eyes right now. <laughs> it was like frustrating. I can. He's like a like a gator in the swamp, and you can just see his evil eyeballs. A saltwater crocodile. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know what? You know, uh, let me let me air your let me let you air your grievances out oh, no, immediately. Let, let me go through the categories. Okay, and then we'll get to it. Okay, okay. So first category is Slurpasaurus. Dumb name. It's a funny name. Fun, dumb though. Funny name. But that that's a technique in cinema. If anyone's unfamiliar with it, which I'm sure most of you are, but yeah. it's where you take like a real life animal and you make it play something that it isn't. Mm-hmm. So uh, the classic example in horror is tarantula, yeah, which is spelled with an e at the end, not an a. Tarantula. Uh, yeah, I think so. Tarantula. It's a weird. weird. I know. No, it's an a. I'm sorry, I was wrong. No, liar. I don't know why I thought that was an e. I don't know. I thought I saw, like, a poster somewhere there for with an E, and I was like, that doesn't make sense. Anyways, classic example is tarantula, because they get a, a real-life tarantula to play a giant tarantula. Yeah. There's um, more egregious examples of it, and that's kind of what we'll be looking at uh, this season. And I kind of gave the disclaimer on the wrap-up episode for season five that the movies for the spots I picked are very much not horror movies. Yeah. This is an older technique. And so back when these movies came out, they were a little bit more, I don't know, thrilling Mm -hmm. than they're going to be today. Today, we're going to look at them and kind of laugh and think they're goofy. Sure. But they could have had some legitimate scare factor back when they came out. So that's what I'm letting slide under the radar as horror-esque. But to be honest, they're more, um, I don't know, science Mm fiction-y, kind of 50s schlock. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the big thing is... From what I can tell, this category is very much going to be horror sci-fi. Yeah, but I, I'm really I'm stepping away kind of from the horror thing this season for my category, not because I want to, but because the best examples of this technique are in non-horror films. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're just going to be looking at some like really good example films uh, instead, because it is a technique that was used in horror a good amount back in the the 50s and 60s monster era. So I, I think it's really cool. Yeah, no, it is really cool. With that being said, uh, I'm going to give this disclaimer again because it uses real animals, and this is back before, you know, animal cruelty laws existed. There's some there's some bad animal stuff sometimes. So, yeah, it's not great. 
that sucks. Yeah, it's it's really not great. I I don't like it. I know I have a bigger issue with that than Bob does, but <sighs> I thought I should give a disclaimer before we start watching those films. Yeah, it's kind of the the sad part because you definitely don't need to have animal cruelty. No, absolutely not. But I mean, you shouldn't. A lot of the classic examples do because people didn't care. Our second category, though, on a more positive note, was my random pick. <laughs> Season five, because that's the second time that's happened. Bullshit. I swear to we God. We never get my randoms. Not on purpose. My randoms are good. In fact, if it was on purpose, we would have gotten camels. <laughs> but uh, I chose pre-code movies. Yeah, that's a I, good I thought that was a really cool category. But if you don't know what a pre-code films are, basically way, way, way back in the day of early Hollywood, there wasn't really any rules about what you could put in films. No, it was kind of like the Wild West. Kind of like the Wild West. And, you know, before, like, the MPAA came around with the ratings board, there was straight up, like, these codes about what you could do in Mm -hmm. a film. I don't know the specifics because it's been a while since I took my film history class. But I think, like, one of the classic examples of you couldn't have the villain win. Yeah. Like, that was a code law. There are a bunch of ridiculous rules. And so, point being is that films, especially, like, suspense and horror films, after the codes happened, were very, like toned down Mm -hmm. and just kind of i think in a lot of ways what we think of classic films as being like very just kind of approachable and for Mm -hmm. a general audience yeah but pre-code films are weird because they don't really have a lot of restrictions on content so you can do some messed up things that you wouldn't normally think of being in a classic movie like stuff you'd be like oh that's some messed up shit i expect to see nowadays in film Mm mm-hmm which is a weird thing to see, but also because it's so early in like film history, um, they don't necessarily have all the techniques down for film yet, so you get to see a lot of unique stylistic stuff as well. So that should be an interesting category. A lot of old films. I'm very, very excited for <laughs> In fact, that one. Both, both of those categories for me are old films this season. Yeah. Uh, and then our last category, the last and least category. God damn it. Is neo-monster movies. Yeah. And look, Bob, I'm going to be honest here. You chose two categories. You chose your random, which wow. was Splatterpunk. Splatterpunk. Yeah. Good choice. It's a good category. It's good, cool. Good category. And then you chose Neo Monster movies. Yeah. And you know what? I'm not going to blame you because, like, when you have to look at categories, you can't really research the movies. No, I just have to find a cool category. Or what's one that I think is cool. But see, the issue with Neo Monster movies is it's too, too small of a genre. Mm. it's basically it was hard to find anything on it sure like five web pages kind of hard to find stuff on it oh jesus yeah <laughs> bob was like let me help you out he was like here's a mega list of monster movies <laughs> i was like i saw this list bob there's five movies on here well, yeah because i saw that it was a list and went oh there's probably like a good amount of movies on here basically the issue that i think ended up happening is it's probably a term someone like one person coined yeah that never caught on Mm. so it's not standardized or really used anywhere see the thing is i found a giant like what is like an infographic with a bunch of horror movie subcategories subgenres on it and that was one of them on there i went that seems like a cool category i know it again it technically exists because i'm sure someone's coined it and other people have picked it up but it wasn't popular enough to get like explicitly uh defined hmm and like i see but i gave you a definition on the episode it was still a little iffy like you know what i mean okay 
I, I did kind of like your de- definition, and I did some research, and I was able to come up with one that I think I'm going to use for this season. I think that I used for this season. Well, yeah, but it it's just it was a very sketchy category because it was like what differentiates this from just creature features, mm-hmm. and then also like because <laughs> to be honest. One of the definitions I found for neo-monster movies basically was everything that isn't universal monster movies. Yeah, that was the big point that I made when I chose the category was I didn't want to watch the universal monster movies. Which is just another word for creature features, basically, you know? But I didn't want to watch just creature features either. I wanted I wanted monster movies that don't fit those two categories. I know, Bob, but what you're giving me is you're going, I want... Every single movie ever, but also not every movie ever. It's very unspecific. Sure. It, it was very frustrating. Oh, we have a really funny text <laughs> text message thing where, where Ben was like, so basically every monster movie ever, and I went, no, not all of them. He said 90%, and I went, <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> it was very funny. Anyways, basically what I'm trying to say is you both gave me the most general category ever. But you also weren't, like, specific enough for me to have an easy time, like, the freedom to choose. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Okay. It was, it was basically a very frustrating situation because, like, I wanted to keep with your category. Mm-hmm. But because I couldn't define it basically at all, it was like I had no direction. It was basically, like, every monster movie ever, but also maybe not. <laughs> A very um, frustrating position to be in. Oh, God. So, um, Maybe I should have swapped them. Bad category. Well, Damn it. We would have had to deal with it eventually. I'm just saying, like, it might turn out pretty well because I, I, I have come up with my own defining definition I'm going to use Sure, here. okay. But just as a general rule, basically non-existent genre <laughs> that we chose here. So Sick. Sick. Love that. Ah, oh, very, very frustrating. I texted Bob at one point. I was like, I've chosen all the other spots except for yours. Mm-hmm. Which is awesome. Uh, but the definition I ended up coming to here is for Neo Monster movies. Is I was kind of inspired by Bob saying not like Universal Monster films. Yeah. So the way I did, ended up defining this is we are going to be watching monster movies that preferably focus on one monster. Mm-hmm. although there could be multiple of the same type, that are humanoid, but are not any of the classic uh, monster archetypes. So no werewolves, no vampires. No zombies. No zombies. They're cool. kind of something unique. And then very specifically, I wanted things that were a little bit less than human. Because even though they're humanoid, I wanted them to be, you know, okay, a little bit on the uh, slightly more feral side. Okay, I'm trying to think of an example I could give for the audience from something we've seen. Something a la the monster in Splinter, maybe? Mm, not exactly. Or maybe the monsters in... Well, those are aliens, technically, in Pandorum. Maybe closer to the stuff in Pandorum. Okay. To be honest, it, even with that definition, it was a hard choice for me. Okay. Like, I was struggling to fill these three spots. Really? Even then. Because I was like, there's films I can think of, but even with my definition, it wasn't, like, a great one. You know, okay. No guiding light here, but sure. I, I was able to fill the three spots, and there, there, there's movies in there. <laughs> Not sure if I, I love all of them together, but oh god, oh god, okay. they're not bad. So it should be an an interesting category. Sure, I think I, you, I'll spoil this now. Uh, you've chosen my the scariest type of creature or monster, in my humanoid. Opinion. 
humanoid creatures. Oh, especially like that. since most humanoid monsters eat people. Oh, like ninety nine percent of them. That's wh- that's one of the only reasons uh, the taking of Deborah Logan is scary. It's because it's just some old bitch. You just don't like old people. I don't like old people. They're scary. They're so fucking scary. Okay. Well, like I started saying before we went on this tangent, I'm going to give you your wish. You got to define my category, so we're going to start here. Like, I think we, I think I pick my category at the start of almost every season. Yeah, because most of the time, it's the one I'm most excited for. That's fair. And also, um, we have my category, which is straight up just probably... It's just not horror. No. Let's be yeah. honest here. And, like, this is a horror podcast. There's some horrific elements because... Animal abuse. Maybe <laughs> animal abuse, but also the intent of when it came out. Maybe yeah. some more thrilling scenes. So there's that. And then pre-code films are just I, so old. I will say, I think pre-code is like so interesting, and I'm so excited. Oh, I love one. pre-code films. In fact, there was very much an issue of there is too many films, and I can only fill three spots. Three, yeah. Uh, it was very frustrating. And oh, there was one film I really wanted to put on the board, but it definitely couldn't go on the board. Because really? it was too close to my my category. Oh, that's I can just tell you what movie it was. What was it? King Kong. Yo. I really wanted to pick King Kong on the pre-code films, but I was like, it's too close. That would be so cool. Because it's kind of like monster movies. Yeah. You know? No, you're right. Also. But technically pre-code films, so. Technically, yeah. Before we, I tell you what spot I want, I've told you what category I'm doing. We need a name for the season, but I can't come up with a good one. And my closest thing I have is... Because, like, we have two categories that are basically monster films, right? Or types of monster films. But how do we work in pre-code? That's my struggle I'm having. But we'll come up with one by the end of the season. New code red Slurpee. (laughs) (laughs) I don't fucking know. I don't know either. You're usually good at that kind of thing. Yeah, but I have to think about it. We usually don't come up with a name till the end of the season. Well, last time we came up with one halfway through, that, but you apparently had the entire time. Yeah. And you just didn't tell me, which is awesome. Okay, I got all three spots. Well, what's number two? Number two? I'm just winging it. Fuck it, we ball. You're what not going to choose one like you do most seasons. <laughs> That's why I didn't choose one. <laughs> All right. Number two? Yeah. Well, this is going to be an interesting way to start a season. Oh, God. Yeah, oh, God's right. We're doing Jeepers Creepers. Oh, God damn it. God damn it. God damn it. God damn it. I'm going to ask Bob, why are you upset? Oh, well, first of all, this movie traumatized me as a child. Oh, did it? Yeah, I saw, and I don't, it, not, not, it might not be this one, but in one of them, there's a school bus. Two. It's in two. Uh, I saw something that happened on that school bus, and I lost my mind. Something we haven't talked about is also, I'm afraid of... School buses? Things that can, like, shapeshift in shape change. So Jeepers Creepers is scary humanoid monster thing that can shape change. Not fun for me. So is that why you're upset? Yes, but also the other thing also sucks. Yeah, let me mention that other thing. So What is this, like two in a row? Yeah, so I have a weird weird feelings about this movie, right? Sure. Not necessarily watching it. Um, I think it's a fine movie. But my issue is kind of like reviewing it here on the podcast. Yeah. Um, because one of the people associated with this film um, has done some bad things. Some pretty horrific things, in fact. And I, I don't really want to support him yeah so um it was kind of a hard thought to put this on this like this movie on the board Mm because i was like i don't really like you don't really want to review your movie Uh, if you're wondering it's the the writer director and we'll get to him in a minute but i eventually came to the conclusion that hey i know a lot of people like this movie yeah so it it seems kind of unfair to be like oh we're just never going to touch this movie ever um i mean we did scream right yeah we did scream and that's associated with some 
Not so great people. Not so great people. But, you know, more importantly, movies are different than, like, books or something. There's a bunch of people that work on a movie, Mm -hmm. and it feels kind of wrong to discredit, like, a lot of their hard work just because of one person. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. This person's very important to the film. Sure. franchise. I mean, absolutely. Which doubly sucks. But, yeah, we're just going to review the film anyways. Yeah. Uh, if you're wondering, the writer-director is Victor Salva, and um, he, you know he's also worked on like all the other films as writer-director, including Jeepers Creepers 2. And he's the one who's kind of done the not-great stuff. Yeah. And um, I don't think we're really going to talk about it here. No. Because um, this doesn't really seem like the place for that. But if you're interested, you can go look it up. It's, it's really easy to find. Yeah. And it, it's not great. So... I, I'd recommend if you think you're going to have issues with it, go look it up. Yeah. So you can tell if you want to, like, even interact with this film. So that's that's my warning right there. Aside from that, I don't really want to mention him anymore. So we're just going to start talking about the film. We're going to move on. Yeah, and just kind of not talk about him, hopefully, ever again. <laughs> yeah. But for the description, a brother and sister take a road trip through the countryside. Okay. Pretty simple. This uh, is what a what a simple plot for a film. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen this one. I think you might have seen the second one. I don't know. Because you said the school bus. The school bus is what I specifically That's remember. explicitly the second one. Mm. And I'm guessing you didn't see the full movie. No. Because you left, of course. Uh-huh. Uh, it's an hour and 30 minutes long. Oh, it has been so long since we've watched a normal length film on this podcast. I know, it's real nice. Uh, it's rated R. Awesome. IMDb gave it a 6.2 out of 10. That's pretty fucking good. It's pretty high. The uh, Rotten Tomato scores are a bit lower, though. Okay. Tomato Meter gave it a 45%. That's still not that bad. And the audience score 49%. That's still so not that pretty bad. Pretty middling. I'm going to be honest. We've watched some pretty bad films on this podcast. <laughs> we have, haven't we? So my standards are like coming into a movie where I sort of know the premise, and it's kind of like a monster movie. That is not bad at all. No, it's not. And again, I, I don't think this film is bad. Middling is probably a good review for it. Sure. But there is some really good things, especially the monster. See, that's the thing. I think I'm going to have fun with it. The monster's pretty unique. Um, I will say this now. You've seen scenes from the second movie, I think, but I can tell you're misremembering them. Okay. Because I think how you think this monster works is not how it actually works. Sick. So just a heads up there. That's fine. I think what you have in your head right now is Shapeshifter. Well, kind of. It's not exactly yeah. right. Just thought I should pre-warn you. Because okay. sometimes you go in with your own like little ideas, and then you're disappointed when they don't actually happen. Yeah, sure. Awards, it has five wins and seven nominations. It's pretty good. Pretty decent. Um, the really notable actors I want to mention here are Gina Phillips as Trish Jenner. Uh, she was the voice of Daisy in Doom Annihilation, <laughs> which was not the old Doom movie. It's the new one that's okay. not good. <laughs> Okay, I was trying to think of what, what you were talking not, about. Not the one with The Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. that one. Like the new, new one. The new one. I haven't seen it. Which is bad. Okay. It's not good. Good to know. Don't watch it. <laughs> nice. It doesn't have Doom Guy in it. Wait, then what's the point? It has, I'm just going to call her Doom Girl because I don't remember her name, but she's just generic female character. Okay. I mean, that can work, but. It can work, but like is Doom, and I want to see Doom Guy. Yeah, that's you my know, point. I want to see this big guy in power armor. I don't even want to see his face. No. I don't want him to talk. No, I just want him to blow up demons. <laughs> just want him to chainsaw a demon. Yeah, that's the point. Um, it, it basically, not to go on too big of a tangent, the original Doom movie is not great. No, it's not good. But it's cheesy fun, and I can tell that they kind of tried. Sure. 
if any, have you seen it? Uh, I've seen parts of it. I've never finished. There's it. a first person sequence at the end of the movie where the, one of the characters just goes doom guy on shit. That's awesome. And it's it's not like great, but it's cool. Yeah. And um, this new movie, it didn't feel like that. It didn't feel like a doom game. Mm. At the very least, that first movie, while not great, and definitely not a good doom adaptation. At least I can tell tried. Whereas the new movie felt like generic sci-fi film mm. from sci-fi the channel oh, that they just kind God. of slapped the doom logo on that sucks so yeah not not great next up justin long i fucking knew justin long was in this movie yeah. i love him as um Derry jenner hell yeah played brandon in galaxy quest great movie i justin long is so good what do you like him in i haven't because uh, have you seen galaxy quest uh parts of it bob just go watch galaxy quest it's great. Well, do you like um, Star Trek? Yeah. Of okay. Whole thing's a big Star Trek spoof. Okay. There's so many good jokes though. For like, if you really, really, really like um, classic Star Trek, mm-hmm. like, isn't he also? Oh god, he's in something else that I can't remember. What is he in? I know he's in Barbarian, which I haven't seen, but I've heard is really good, and he's really good in it. Apparently, I haven't seen Barbarian yet either. So I don't know off the top of my head. He's in Tusk. I oh god. So, uh, you don't know the oh fucking hey i like tusk no you don't not know. necessarily a great movie no, but i like uh, it no 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 ben it's you kind have of funny no fucking idea the kid of worms you just unlocked <laughs> have you seen it no but all of my other friends hunter if you're listening to this you know exactly what i'm talking about all of my other friends fucking love tusk and i've never seen it i don't want to see it but if you mention tusk in front of them the absolute mayhem that it causes it's like Every single one of my other friends is like a sleeper agent, and Tusk just makes them go ape shit. It one time we were, anytime we used to hang out and play D anD D, someone would bring up Tusk, and it would be the end of days. It would be like the apocalypse that just occurred. It was fucking ridiculous. I also don't want to watch that movie because it's fucking gross. I mean, fair enough. Like you know, it's very fly esque, except it's a fucking walrus, <laughs> and that's walrus. gross. Uh, well, on a more pleasant note go watch galaxy quest okay and there's again so many good jokes if you're a good like a big fan of star trek i gotta look up about justin long as him because i like, like this guy my favorite remember. joke from there though because it's so subtle and you won't catch it unless you're a fan of like the original series is you know the klingons right yeah do you know what like the klingons looked like in the original star trek versus like next generation yeah 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 okay what did they look like originally well, we we watched a didn't we watch a clip about this? We might have. I think we might have actually. Yeah. Well, they were very um racist. Yes, I didn't want to. Yes. Yeah. So original Klingons are very racist, and then Klingons in um you know Next Generation are not anymore because they were like, let's fix this. Yeah. And um one of the characters in Galaxy Quest is played by Tony Shalhoub, and he's Fred Kwan, but he's a white guy, and he's supposed to be Asian. <laughs> And it's, nice. It's a very bad reference, but it's very on point for good writing. Yeah. Uh, I, sorry to continue to go on another tangent about Justin Long. I looked up what movies he's in. He's in a bunch of shit. He's in like so. Oh, he's in Clerks. I didn't know that. I've never seen it. He's in a bunch of like wild shit, like Dodgeball. Which oh movie, yeah, he's done a bunch of stuff. That movie is very funny. He's in this. I meant to send you the trailer. There's a new Christmas slasher coming out called It's a Wonderful Knife. I know. I've already seen it, Bob. He's. In that. I know. I've already seen the trailer for that, Bob. So cool. You always send me trailers. So I'm like, oh, this is really interesting, Bob. I already saw it. 
Oh, my favorite. Bob sent me a trailer for this movie about the Loch Ness Monster. Yeah. There was two comments on the trailer on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Two. <laughs> nice. The first one was, I didn't know Asylum had a European department. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Completely sidetracked, but we're back on yeah, track. No. Uh, next up is Jonathan Breck as the Creeper. Oh. Uh, interestingly enough, from what I can tell, he plays the Creeper in all the movies, which is that is so nice, super cool to see. Um, he played Coach Gordon in uh, Everybody Wants Some. Patricia Belcher as Jezel Gay Hartman. She is kind of famous. Oh. Like she's one of those faces where uh, you'll recognize her, but mm-hmm. you probably won't know her name because she's in a lot of stuff. Okay, especially television. I've I've know her from a couple of different things. Uh, but she played Edna, the ward nurse, in Flatliners. I don't know that. Good movie if you've ever seen it. I'm going to bring something up I talk about sometimes. She's uh, Caroline Julian from Bones. Oh. She's the uh, lawyer that works with like the FBI. Mm. I think she's a lawyer. That's she's an older woman. I have watched any Bones. Uh, she was also on um, Good Luck Charlie. Oh, well, as who? She was the next door neighbor. I know exactly who you're talking about. Uh, did that do it for you? Yeah, I watched so much of that show as a kid because I had younger sisters and they would watch Disney Channel and that would be on. And I would just be like, I guess I'm watching this now. Well, there you go. That's yeah. that's who she was. Cool. Next up, Eileen Brennan as the cat lady. <laughs> okay, cool. She played Miss Peacock in Clue. I've never seen Clue. Yeah, cool movie though. I've heard it's good. Actually. It has a weird thing at the end where they had different endings depending on what theater you were in. Yeah, that's cool. And then finally, Brandon Smith as Sergeant Davis Tubbs. <laughs> Not Tubbs. <laughs> He's played a lot of sheriffs. Oh, like sick. the top four, like most famous things for him: sheriffs, <laughs> sheriffs, or deputies and stuff. This guy must uh, play an archetype, huh? I guess. But uh, he played Sheriff Huckabee in Bernie. I don't know what that is. We've already mentioned the writer director, so let's not talk about that again. Budget was estimated at ten million. That's actually a lot of money. And when did this come out? 2001? 2001, yes. That's a lot of money in 2001. With a box office of... Especially for a horror movie, too. You want to guess box office? Ooh. Well, I know this movie... So here's my thing. I know this film is popular, but did it do well when it came out, or is it one of those films that got popular afterwards? So it's gotten two sequels and a remake over 23 years. <laughs> I actually didn't know there was a remake. I knew there was at least one sequel. Yeah. So not, like, great, but not bad. Um, hmm. Definitely not what Friday the 13th, one, two, three on years. Let's say 23 million. 23 million? Yeah. Um, you're going to have to double that. It's 59.4. Holy fuck. It did pretty good. Damn, son. That's sick. Uh, country country of origins, United States. Yeah, okay. The working title in the U.S. was Here Comes the Boogeyman. Mmm, okay. Pretty decent. That's not bad. It's not like the most original thing ever, but it's okay. No, it's not bad. Tagline. Ooh, what's eating you? Oh, God. <laughs> no, 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 no. Bob is like, I'm safe from cannibals. Uh, Technically, it's not cannibals because it's, it's a I'm monster. I'm about to be a trash can. But it's just a humanoid monster, so it's kind of close. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> if you didn't know, the name of the film comes from a song from the 1930s of the same name. Yeah. yeah. Jeepers Creepers. Mm. and Peepers. Oh, God. Oh, I wonder if they're going to use the song. That'd be kind of cool. They do. That's awesome, actually. It's See, that's song. sick as fuck. I just like that song, irregardless of this movie. In fact, that song is my favorite part of this movie. 
Don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. That sounds like it's probably a bad thing. <laughs> I just like that song. I mean, I guess. Uh, it sounds kind of creepy, especially how they use it in this No, song. it is very creepy. It's very much um, like 1-2 Freddy's Coming For You-esque. Yeah. Like, you know, children's rhyme that is inexplicably, inexplicably scary for no reason. Next up, the film was shot like over two months okay. in Florida. Oh, okay, cool. At a bunch of different places in like central Florida. So like Ocala, Dunellen, Reddick, and Lake Penasakoffee. Penasofki? Penasofki. I don't know. I pronounce it. There's there's some weird Florida names. I mean, yeah, Florida has some wild place names. Aside from that, I think the only other thing I really want to talk about is that do the budget cuts, the last third of the movie was rewritten during production. Oh. Whoa. Which is a little awkward. Okay. Not always the greatest thing, but you got to do what you got to do. And, um... From what I can find, a lot of people, including like critics and moviegoers, think that the film, at least parts of it at the beginning, are inspired by the case of Dennis DePew, murderer. Okay. Although this has never been like confirmed by um, Salva, because you know, writer director. Mm-hmm. He has stated though that there is inspiration from the for this film from Night of the Living Dead and Duel. I don't know what Duel is. Do you want me to tell you? Or... Is it a horror movie? Yes. Nah, save it. Okay. I can definitely see the inspiration for both of those films. Okay. That's all cool. I'm going to say. I mean, we've seen Night on the podcast. I like that movie. All right. That's all I got. Okay. For facts about this film, because I, I didn't really want to go into too much there. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Fair enough. Just because of what this film is. I'm excited for Justin Long. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're excited for Justin Long. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, see you guys in a minute. All right. See ya. Hi everybody, welcome back. We just finished watching Jeepers Creepers. Well, normally you'd ask me a question right now, and you're just silently looking at me like a fool. So, uh, how do you like it? It's very different than what I expected. Bob saw about two minutes of the most intense part of the second movie and expected this first movie to be that. I think that is correct, yes. That, I think that is exactly what that happened. That is exactly my understanding of the situation. Yeah. And um, overall, you were shocked. Yes. But did you like it? Yeah, no, I liked it. Yeah. Uh, what I, I'll say right here for anyone who's kind of confused by Bob's confusion, the first movie is kind of a mystery mm-hmm. in the sense that you don't know what the creeper is. Yeah. And in the second movie... You've seen the first movie, so you already know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so things pick up, like, right at the high point of, like, oh, it's out in the open. Yep. So tonally, they're very different. This movie is a lot more like a, um, I, Bobby, you said a slasher? The s- I was saying the second movie is feels more like a slasher. A, a classic slasher. Yeah. Like this one. Like the old school, like, Halloween, the original one, mm-hmm. where it's yeah. slow and building. Yeah. And then the second one's like a late stage, like Jason X kind of thing. Yeah, because you've seen. Although I'd say the, the second creeper. one's closer to a creature feature. Yeah, I mean, because the creeper is definitely a fucking creature. He's something. He's something, dude. I don't know what the hell he is. On that note, though, I think we're going to go into a rough description and then we can talk about it. Sure. Um, but basically, the description here is basically what I gave earlier. It's about this pair of siblings, and they're driving down a uh, country road to take them home. To the place where they belong. God damn it. Uh, I don't think it's West Virginia. I'm going to assume it's Florida just because that's where it's shot. Sure. Why not? Um, like 
bum bumfuck nowhere, Florida. But it could literally be anywhere. In oh, the- also the county names, definitely Florida. Are you sure? Yes. Anywhere in the Bible Belt, at the very least. That's fair. Also fair. But long story short, they're driving down the highway, and up behind them comes this maniac truck. Dude, it looks like something straight out of Mad Max. Bob, what the license plate say? Beating you. Yeah. You know, long story short, it tries to drive them off the road. They get freaked out, but it passes them. And while they're driving down the road, they eventually see the truck stopped. And when they see the truck stopped, they see a guy throwing what looks like lawn trimmings. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, red lawn trimmings. (laughs) Lawn trimmings wrapped in white sheets, tied with rope, vaguely human-shaped, and with red spots. Yeah, definitely just lawn trimmings <laughs> into this hole. And um, it's a pipe. It's a pipe, but it's a hole into the ground. Yeah. And uh sort of like a trash chute. Yeah, basically a trash chute, but it goes into the basement of this building, this yeah. abandoned uh church as we eventually find. And of course, they freak out and drive away. Well, yeah. As a reasonable human being should. But this dude saw them and then runs them off the road. Yep. And, you know, they decide it's a good idea to go check. No, 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 not they. Don't you dare say they. They both agree to go check. No, 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 no. On the tube. The tube that leads to the lawn trimmings. wants to go back. And um, things start to spiral from there. Yeah. So that's that's the rough premise. So we're going to talk about the movie now. So, you know, spoilers going on ahead. Yeah, and I don't think we're going to have a spoiler section because I don't think we need no, one. No, I don't think so. I just want to put this out here that, A, going into the song, you're not really supposed to know much about the Creeper. Yeah. In fact, for the first, I don't know, 45 minutes, for all intents and purposes, it could be a dude. It is just a dude for the first 45 minutes, basically. But, like, it's shot in such a way that you th- might even think it's just a person. Yeah. They don't show any monstrous features or anything like that so i I do want to point this out here that obviously by watching this podcast watching listening to this podcast you have that spoiled sure um, which kind of sucks but like but you don't know what the creeper does or what it is exactly or what it is so i would say if you haven't seen this movie and you want to see it go watch it yeah just for that reason alone besides from that though do you have anything specific you want to talk about because i know for me the most interesting part of this movie is the Creeper. Oh, yeah, for so sure. I just want to discuss him, but I say we do that last. Sure, we'll save the Creeper for last. Because that's kind of pretty spoilery for this whole film. Yeah, and it's also, I would say, my favorite part of the movie. Oh, it's movie. the best part of the movie. Because overall, I'm going to put this out here, the film's kind of generic. It's fine. That's kind of my big problem with it overall. But the thing is, none of it is bad. No, not bad, but it's just par for the course except for the Creeper. Which is what makes it good. The Creeper is so interesting Mm -hmm. not exactly unique but interesting 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 in a very different way than i expected so do you just want to take us off with something that isn't the creeper yeah we can start with the fact that you mentioned it when we started the movie i don't know if this was shot on film or not but it has the whole movie has a very grainy uh, grainy old school film style to it yeah there's some weird vibe to the cinematography that looks cool like i don't know Old movies from, I'd say, the 60s or the 70s. Yeah, but I like it. Oh, I like it. And it adds a lot of... It, it adds character to it in a way that I didn't expect. Yeah. It was really nice. It's it's not really noticeable um, in the later halves of the film. I think because it's dark. Mm-hmm. But 
in those first opening shots, yeah, this straight up looks like something out of the the seventies because they're driving what is that a Chevy Impala? Uh, I think so. And you know they're in the middle of the countryside, so nothing looks modern. No, and with this like grainy aesthetic and some of the colors are a little bit odd, like yeah. weird saturation. It to me, it straight up looks like a scene out of like a Texas Chainsaw film. Maybe I've never seen Texas. I know Chainsaw. it just like appearance wise. Okay. Not shot framing, but like the coloration and no, the film yeah. stuff. Uh, it's just a very interesting film that makes it look like I th- I'm pretty sure it's set in 2001. Mm-hmm. Dairy. Yeah. Weirdest name ever. Well, it's, it's it's like a nickname for Darius. I know, but Dairy. I keep I, wanting to call him Gary. You kept um, doing that during the movie. <laughs> but the brother of the two siblings, Dairy, has a you know a cell phone. Yeah. So it's it's definitely in the early 2000s, and I do think it's 2001. But a lot of the film looks like it could be older than that. But I think that's due to where the movie is set, specifically, in the middle of bumfuck Bible Belt, Florida. Yeah, but also just, like, the aesthetic of just that cinematography, I think. Yeah, no, and I I like it. That's the one thing I will say about this movie. I didn't expect it to be so well shot. Like, there are some really, really cool scenes, like, lighting-wise and shot-wise. It is very well made. Yeah. Which is something I wasn't expecting coming in because coming off of, like, what was the... Rotten Tomato audience score like forty, about a fifty. For fifty each. and like much better than a, than a fifty in my opinion. Yeah, for that at least. Yeah, for that aspect. The other thing I want to mention right off the bat, Jeepers Creepers, good song. Yeah, no, it's cool. I like the utilization of it during the film. I think we'll talk about the utilization when we talk more about the creature. But yeah, I, I really like the utilization of the song. They have a couple different versions of it. Yeah, but it's a it's a good choice. Like it's kind of unsettling. Mm-hmm. No, um, yeah. Especially when used in context correctly. Another thing I really fucking liked about this movie is, you know, I didn't really know where we... I knew where it was set, but I didn't really know where we were going to end up, like, location-wise. They go to a couple of different pretty cool places that yeah. I wasn't really... It. The film takes place over, what, 12 hours, maybe? Roundabouts. And you go... You see them go to a couple of different cool places... And I like the film's progression of, like, it kind of feels like you're on a road trip. <laughs> yeah, you're constantly moving, like, Which forward. Is cool. Because, I'm going to be honest, when they go back to the pipe to investigate, I went, oh, this is going to be the rest of the movie. Like, this pipe. Down in the pipe hole. Down in the pipe hole around this church. No. It's cool that you get to go other places and you see some unique locations. Hmm. I'm trying to think of what else I want to talk about before we get to the I mean, monster. before we do the monster, we can do the the issues with this film sure but before we do the issues i think we should mention i think the relationship between the two siblings is pretty good oh i guess we could talk about yeah no that's good i liked it um it's well done dairy and what's the sister's name trisha trisha they, they have a, a nice sibling relationship it just feels kind of real no I it guess. really does bob at one point was like that's me and my sister on a road trip oh yeah because so my aunt lives like two hours away and that's like some of our nearest family besides our parents and so, you know, when we go down there, first of all, I said this to Ben, I make my sister drive because <laughs> I don't want to. Also because their car is nicer than mine. Uh, and that's exactly how we act when we drive down there. They were they were doing, like, license plate games and— Just, uh, like, fucking with each other and, like, agging each other on over dumb shit. Just doing the nah uh Yeah, uh-uh like, thing. absolutely, I do that to my sister. So, yeah, that's that's the last good thing I have about this film besides the creeper. Oh, really? Yeah, basically. Uh, while we're on the topic of Trisha and Derry, uh, Justin Long does a really good job in this movie. Oh, yeah. And so does uh, the girl that plays Trisha. I don't remember her name. 
No, they both do a good job. They both do a really, really good job. I don't think any of the acting is, like, that bad. No, we I don't have I, any problems, really. I do think out of the two main characters, uh, Justin Long gives the stronger emotional performance, though. Yeah. But then again, his character feels more emotionally invested. Yeah, he's also, he also, like, they're the main characters, but he feels like the main character. Yeah. And he, he has a pretty good emotional range, I think, overall. Yeah, no, he's top tier. That being said, you ready to get into some negative points? Yeah, what do you got, Ben? Hit me. Okay, some of the dialogue's real bad. Just like, and I, I think it's not necessarily like the dialogue in general, um, so much as it's how some of the dialogue kind of works in conjunction with some of the scenes. Yeah? Okay. Long story short, there's a lot of parts in this movie that feel kind of cheesy to me. Yeah. And just not too great. See, I like the cheese. I guess, but this is not supposed to be a cheesy monster movie. It's supposed to be a serious monster movie. I mean, I guess, but... And that's, like, not intentional. Hmm. There's just a couple times where, like, some of the acting and dialogue just feels kind of clunky. Can you give me, like, I, I need examples so I can um, think about it. Because I, 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 I noticed it, but I liked it. I don't know. It's just, like, not necessarily bad, but there's a couple scenes, especially when uh, Trish and Derry are interacting with... um. The older woman, what's her name? Not oh, the cat lady. Um, I think she's just called the cat lady. I think that's what not. You... I just literally just said not the cat lady. Oh, Jez. Jez. Yeah, a lot of that feels unnatural. Really? Yeah, especially Trish's reactions, of like, <laughs> leave the crazy lady alone, who's um clearly psychic. I don't know. It's it's also my issue of. A lot of the characters in this movie, I feel, make dumb decisions. No, that's fair. That uh, is totally fair. I think maybe that's where I'm coming from of this fact that, like, I don't understand why the characters are acting certain ways. Mm -hmm. And so their acting doesn't seem to feel right. Hmm. I think that's probably what the issue is. Because, like, performance-wise, I don't think it's bad. Yeah. It's more of, like, why are you behaving that way? So, like, why is this conversation happening this way? But, uh, again, bigger point here, characters make dumb decisions in this movie. Yeah, characters are real dumb. Like, I think that's probably my biggest issue with the entire film overall. No, yeah, and I totally get that. It's just, I mean, obviously there's that one we already talked about. Of They go back to explore this pipe Yeah. of this murderer. Which who, is stupid. Who just ran them off a road. Which is dumb, but I at least get that. It's the decisions after that that get increasingly stupid. Like, yeah. they'll get hunted down and then they won't run away. They'll just stand and watch this creeper do creepy things. Yep. Or, well, they do that a couple times. Or just, like, double tapping a creature instead of just driving away. Yep. And just getting away from it Which, so it can't kill you. I'm always for double tapping a monster. But when you double tap it, like, six times. And then it's like, okay, well. Instead of driving away. Yeah. But you double tapped it so much your car's about to break down. That's an issue. That's dumb. And so I, I, again, I think what I was trying to get at is I think it bleeds into some of the, like some of the dumb behaviors bleed into the characters, like acting, and it makes some of their decisions feel less believable. No, I, from no. like an acting standpoint. No, yeah, I totally get that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I hadn't really thought about it like that, but when you, yeah. The example I'm trying to get at is later in the movie, there's this one character that's trying to help out the siblings, and... Derry's very scared, but he kind of hears her out, and then sh this character presents enough proof where they, where he believes her, 
But the whole time, Trisha's just kind of like, no, she's crazy. Don't listen to her. Which I think the intent there is that Trish is in kind of shock and she doesn't want to believe this other character. I don't know. But it doesn't really come across. It just comes across like she's super aggressive and contrarian. I mean, I I think the big thing there is Trish didn't see everything that Derry saw. No, but she she heard all the evidence that Derry got that lines up. But also she didn't. She didn't hear everything that the lady said on the phone either because the whole time Derry had it. So it's very much this thing of like... But she heard him her right then as she's telling her all these things yeah, but that she shouldn't know. Believing all that crazy shit. At this point, they had already seen a monster. This is the least crazy thing that has happened that night. Yeah, but why would you believe some lady who just came out of the blue with information like that? You know what I mean? I think, I think it's totally Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? <laughs> it's just again, it's I don't know. Character decisions. Don't I just seem think to line she's up. more. I don't want to say like grounded than Derry because Derry's seen a lot more shit. I think she's less point. grounded. Really? Yeah, she's disassociating from reality because reality is crazy. I don't know. I think it's totally believable for her to like think she's being a maniac because she kind of is. I mean, she is. I mean, a little bit because you even said it. You were like in this situation. Maybe I would believe her, but, it, like, I feel like she just doesn't understand the gravity of what's happened so far. Who, Trish? Yeah. She killed someone with her car that had bat wings. Well, a single bat wing. If you don't understand the gravity of that situation, it's kind of this point of her behavior at that point in the film doesn't line up with, I just ran over something. Something. Anyways. Stupid decisions in this movie, which is just a writing problem, I think, is what yeah, I'm getting at. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Because, again, I don't think it's the acting so much that's an issue. It's some of the lines mm-hmm. and behaviors. And that's that's really, I think, the big thing that brings this film down overall and makes it kind of meh. Just a lot of the situations feel like, how did why did you end up here? They feel forced. Yeah. Which sucks. And that's kind of, I think, the big thing holding it back. That being said... The good thing of this film, the thing that keeps it going, is the creature. Yeah, man. Uh, the creeper's great. So we're just going to talk about that now, right? You good with that? Uh, hmm. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to cover before we get to the creeper. We could talk about gore and practical stuff before we get to creeper, if you want. It's all right. It's nothing to write home about. Yeah, it's fine. I, I expect it to be a lot more bloody and gross. I'm gonna be. I'm going to be totally honest. You're biased. Because you saw two seconds of the second movie. No, and I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, going in, I expected it to be a lot more violent and gross and bloody. But, like... There's some interesting corpse shots, but it's not bloody. Or yeah, exactly. Like, it's not disgusting or anything like that. It's almost... I don't want to say body horror, but sort of. Like, there's some gross stuff. But I guess my thing is, I expect a lot more people to get murked. Nope, it's like... Five or six. It's not that many, and that's kind of cool. Especially in a monster movie, right? Yeah. Because in a monster movie, you expect slaughter. This doesn't have that, which is kind of refreshing. I'm going to be real. I think we can move on to the creature. Oh, thank you, Bob. I just wanted to bring that up. I thought it was important. Fair enough. So, the creeper's kind of weird, because you don't get really any explicit information. No. Really, all the information you get in this movie is stuff you can gather from, like, context clues Mm -hmm. and observations. So I'm just going to give you kind of a rundown I got from the movie. If Bob has anything to add, he can add it. 
but I think it should be pretty straightforward. Basically, he's a demon thing. Yeah. That's how I'm going to describe him. In the way, he kind of looks like a gargoyle. Kind of. Yeah, that's um, actually a good comparison. But he's very human looking, but he has like gray skin. It looks almost like stone-like. Yeah. That's what I would describe it as. But he eats people. I want to say he's a cannibal because he's humanoid, but obviously it's not cannibalism. I don't yeah. think he's a human. He's definitely not a human. Or if he was at one point, he's definitely not now. anymore. Yeah. But the creeper eats people. And so very interestingly, it acts as a, this is essentially like an ambush predator. Kind of, like, yeah. It disguises itself as a human being to basically, I don't know, trick people yeah. into letting their guard down. Because a, a human is a lot less intimidating than weird gargoyle monster. Mm-hmm. It does this uh, through two ways. It wears clothes. Yeah. Which are very specifically kind of like a baggy robe thing. It's like a trench coat. Which I think is specifically chosen so it can move around very easily mm-hmm. in it. And then a very big hat. So it yeah. hides its face. Um, it's overall like kind of an intimidating outfit from it's a distance. A cool outfit. Yeah. Pretty cool. And then the creeper also drives a car. Which is... So interesting. Weird. Because it doesn't necessarily seem to be, like, of human intelligence. No, well... It's it's very smart. It is really smart. But it has a, I would argue, probably a very alien psychology. Yeah. Almost like a, a very intelligent predatory animal. Kinda. And so the fact that it can drive a car seems kind of incongruous. Um <laughs> Okay. Now, the thing I want to bring up really quick, because I didn't think Bob caught it, uh, and if he caught it right now, we'll see. The license plate on the car, right? Yeah. Beating you. Yeah. It's not beating you. It's being you. No. What is it? It's be-eating you. Be-eating. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Cool. They call it out in the film, uh, the one lady, the older woman. Jez. Uh, says, the license plate, think about it. Yeah. So this is a very fu- while we're on the topic of the creeper driving. Could you imagine being a cop and pulling the creeper over? <laughs> you die. You <laughs> are you almost done the window? What do you say? Oh, license and registration, please. I think you just walk away. I think you go bye. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. I, that was why I was. I was. I was wondering why you're laughing. I was laughing because I was imagining a cop rolling up to that big ass fucking Mad Max esque rust bucket. It just rolling down the window. It's just a creeper. It's a cool car, though. Oh, it's such a cool vehicle. It, like, is a little bit ludicrous, I'm going to be honest. But, but it's, it's almost cool. as cool as the creeper. Almost, Like, yeah. the car is its own character. But, anyways, creeper's an ambush predator. It eats people. It disguises itself as a human. And the way it just, like, finds its prey is by smell, it seems. Yeah. Uh, it decides whether it wants to eat you based on your fear. So it very specifically seems like, it wants to make you afraid, and then by the smell of your fear, it can determine if you're a good meal or not. Yeah, which is a weird, like... It's cool. It, it shows it's, like, picky in a way that's instinctual. Yeah. Like, that's not a conscious thing. Like, there's some really cool scenes where it'll leave people alive. Mm-hmm. Not because that's the smart thing to do, but because it's like, I don't have a reason to kill you. You're not food. Yeah. Which, which is, again... Very animalistic in a in a way you don't expect from a thing like this. Exactly. That's you, what's cool about it. You normally it. expect a, a creature and a creature feature to just, like, slaughter. Exactly. Without thought. And so for it to be pickies 
It's interesting. It's a it's a good spin on it. I like it a lot. But the most interesting part of this creature, by far, I think, is that it's kind of like a cicada. Oh. It, um, in the sense that it hibernates for basically 23 years. Oh, yeah, okay. okay and every yeah. 23 years, it wakes up for 23 days. Yep. And so it's only awake very infrequently. Mm-hmm. And that's the time it feeds. And this is where we get into the other cool reason of why it feeds, and that's to keep itself alive. Mm-hmm. From what we can tell in the plot, it eats specific body parts from its intended victims to replace the ones on its own body. Yeah. And it's not said outright, but the implication I have is that over the 23 years that it's in hibernation, its body rots and turns to dust. Yeah. And so it has to replace it for fresh stuff for the next cycle. Assumedly, if it didn't do it, it would probably die permanently. Probably. Just from disappearing. Although I assume the rotting slows down a lot during the, the hibernation process. But yeah, that's that's a really cool thing. It's very obviously probably inspired by It from Stephen King. You, have you ever read Never it? read it. You, have you seen any of the stuff? I've seen the two new movies. Okay. Well, the premise of that movie is it wakes up every like couple oh, decades. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. And it feeds for like a set period of time and then yeah, it goes that makes back sense. to sleep. It's a very similar thing. But again, I think the unique part is it feeds to replace parts of its body. Yeah, and that's what's cool is it makes it have a different motivation that isn't like hunger just being hungry yeah yeah it's looking for specific parts that it wants it's super cool especially because there's parts in the movie where they play around with the fact that oh it's injured now yeah and so it has to replace body parts so you'll come upon corpses that are missing the specific part that they'd injured previously when they fought it yeah just super cool like attention to detail stuff like that that's really fun now that's basically the creature as a whole there is, however, one extra element I do want to mention here because I don't know where to fit it in mm-hmm. otherwise. Because it's it's a weird addition to this movie, like admittedly. But there's like a weird supernatural thing going on in the background. Oh, yeah. Specifically with the character, I keep forgetting her name. Jez. Um, Jez is like a psychic. Yeah. Who gets um, premonitions. It seems to be specifically related to the creeper mm-hmm. from what we can tell. Yeah. But she gets basically... This knowledge that's assumedly always correct, even though yeah. no one seems to believe her. I think because what she tends to say is both ludicrous sounding and also tends to be very unpleasant. Yeah. And so people just don't want to believe it, mm-hmm. which is kind of sad for her. But, you know, she's related to this whole, like, I don't know, magical element of the story because. The creeper's obviously, like, a magical monster thing. Yeah, he has to be. He's fucking crazy. But it's very down-to-earth in a non-magical way. Mm -hmm. It's very, like, sci-fi-esque. Yeah, where it's, like, it's an alien monster. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of just interesting to have this more magical element of, like, there's a psychic. And I think the best part of that addition is uh, the Jeepers Creepers song. Yeah. We mentioned it earlier. I think the addition of it, it's really cool for some thematic moments. Um, but it's this very cool, like, magical thing in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I think it's probably the best part of the Creeper's characterization. Um, basically, whenever this character comes around, the Creeper, and if you're anywhere near a device that can play music, like a radio or something, yeah, the Jeepers Creeper song just magically seems to come on. It's cool. And it's really, really cool, and it's really interesting because we also hear the creeper listening to it a couple yeah. times. He whistles like it at one whistling point. Whistling it. And it's just such an unusual but 
interesting tale. I just really like it. No, I like it too. It gives the creeper characterization. Yeah. That I don't know what it adds. I couldn't tell you, but it's just interesting. And that's the whole thing. Like this whole psychic thing and this whole Jeepers Creeper song. Not sure what it adds, except for the fact that it tells me that this isn't just like a biological monster. It's probably yeah. like a supernatural thing. Supernatural force. But I, I, I do think it's an interesting thing. No, it's Side, definitely cool. From that, I don't have much to mention about the monster. It's got bat wings. It's got bat wings, which They're are cool. cool. And these weird spider face thing. Yeah, that That's shit was creepy. Also that freaky. Shit is fucking freaky. But aside from that, it's just, it's, it's a cool monster because you don't know a lot about it. And yeah, it does a good job of explaining it without expedition dumping, mm-hmm. which is something I was a little worried about. On that note, though, recommendations? You think? No, nah, I got one more thing. Oh. I got two more. Bob, things. I need you to organize your mind better. I just hit me that with the one, two, three, so we can end on a high note. Before we go, I want to talk about stunts. This movie has some cool stunts that make the fucking creeper awesome. They're cool. They're not the best stunts ever. No, but they're like you can. T- they're very like early two thousand stunts. Yeah, where like I can tell that man's on a wire mm-hmm. for sure. But what's cool about them is you don't need them in this film. Like I think the entire film is fine without the stunts. The stunts on top just add extra shit. You know what I mean? They're just fun. Yeah, it definitely goes to show like how scary the creeper is. Yeah, and it adds intimidation factor to the creeper himself. Like at one point, he just jumps over a car. Why? Just because. Why not? He does a fucking sick-ass backflip. It's awesome. I just wanted to mention that this movie adds extra shit that it doesn't need to, and stunts is one of them, and I like the stunts. I think they're fun. One more thing, and this is actually a bad thing. and something I don't like. I kind of wish... And this is something that maybe I'm reading too much into it, right? This movie's definitely set in, like, the Bible Belt because when they're driving down— Oh, if anyone doesn't know what the Bible Belt is, southern United States near, like, the East Coast. Yeah. So, like, Florida, Alabama, Georgia. Georgia, yeah. Because they, like, come across, like, they're playing, like, music on the radio. They and, turn on an AM. And, and it's, it's like, all, like, preachers. Yeah. The Creeper's hideout is set in a church. Mm-hmm. An old abandoned church. An old abandoned church. I wish there had been maybe some tie-ins to that as sort of like an explanation for the supernatural elements of the creature. Like, I don't know. I feel like there was something there that they could have done something with. That they just didn't explore. That they didn't explore, but I think that would add more to the movie. I don't know. I I feel like that might ruin the creature's mystique. Really? Because I kind of like that it's an abandoned church. And there's some weird, maybe magical stuff down in the basement. Yeah. Um, like some carvings and also the wall people. Mm-hmm. But then not explaining it because it's like you've just given me the hint that there's something in, like that's happened before. Yeah. But that's the past. It's already gone and we have to worry about the present right now. I don't know. It, that just feels like something that was in the early script that they left in and then didn't fuck with. It does feel like that. But what I will say... It, I think the film works well without exploring that as the film is now. And maybe that's a little plot thread to explore later down the line. That would be cool. If they do that in later films, I'm complaining for no reason. Just saying. Or but you could get the expedition dump and be like, oh, I hate this. Ugh. Yeah, see, it's the double-edged sword. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That was like my only big thing was like I wish that they had done something with that. I, I think it is the but. issue, though, of all that explanation with the church mm-hmm. would have been like, explaining where the creeper comes from yeah i don't want that really i'm gonna be honest yeah i don't don't really really want that either but i i think the only interesting implication is that 
maybe he cleared out this church and that's why it's abandoned. Ooh. And that's its own scary thing, right? That is its own separate thing, yeah. Because he definitely had to squat there for 23 years. Oh, yeah, he definitely had to have been squatting there for and 23 years. No one went in there and checked and found him, like, hibernating. But also no one found his pile of dead bodies for 23 years. You know what I just why? I just thought about? You know when those people died from the story they tell? 78. It's been exactly – they timed it perfectly. Yeah. It's spot on. It's the little things, man. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty easy. They just chose whatever date they wanted. I mean, yeah, but, it, like, I don't know. I guess You my, don't have to do that. My brain so. didn't connect that until just now. I didn't think about it. All right. Are you actually ready to go to the recommendations now? Why are you? Yes, I am. Okay. You start, Bob. Like, <laughs> If you want a cool, like, interesting monster movie, this is a cool, interesting monster. That's the big thing about this film is, like, it is, at its heart, a monster film, but it does a lot of really cool things to make it interesting and cool. If you want a good brother-sister movie, I like Justin Long and the person that plays Trisha. Why can't I remember her name ever? They do a really good, like, back-and-forth brother-sister thing. Her name's uh, Gina Phillips. Her. Really great. Love them, love them both in this film. Very fun. If you want a low-gore, not-gross horror movie, it's pretty okay for that. It's There's one thing in particular that I think is pretty gross, but it's really not that bad. It's also kind of CGI. Is it? Which one are you referring to? Yeah, it's CGI. Really? I couldn't tell. Yeah, I couldn't tell at all. Yeah, it's actually. totally CGI. I didn't notice. Oh, okay. Eh. Well, the gore around it and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Still cool. But that's the only really bad thing. So if you, or you're into like scary movies and you don't really like blood and guts, not a very bloody or gross film. I feel like Justin Long. <laughs> I like Justin Long. He's great. That's fair. I like him in this movie. No, he's really, really good in this movie. Like, I think he does a really good job. If you're into the early 2000, like, early two, early 2000s scary movie, this is, like, great for that. It, it has a very, I said this to Ben, it has a very early 2000s vibe, but, like, the best way possible. I don't know how, I don't know how to explain that, but it does. Fair enough. That's it. Okay. Um, I, I really only have two major recommendations for this film. The first one is if you want to see kind of a unique creature that isn't like a vampire or like a traditional demon or something like that. Yeah. This is kind of its own thing. And it definitely takes inspiration from a lot of different classic like humanoid monsters um, and combines them together into something you don't really see. As for my other main recommendation, if you kind of are after like a lone kind of highway sort of horror story. That's kind of what this has the vibe of, especially the early scenes when you get a lot of the creepers, probably a dude in a truck. Yep. That's what it feels like. Uh, you can really feel those dual inspirations there. Bob doesn't know what that is. <laughs> yep. If you do, you got that. So, yeah, that's that's really the recommendations, I think. Uh, getting into ratings, do you want to yeah, okay. slap a, a review? So, I like this film. I'm just going to put that out there. I think it's pretty good. It was surprising and very different than what I expected, so I don't know where my scale starts, if that makes sense. Like, I don't know what to base a three on, which is generally where we put, like, a movie's hits all the marks we want from it. Yeah. But I had a good experience. I think the monster's sick as fuck. The performances are all good. There are only a few catch-ups on, like, the writing and maybe some of the story elements that 
aren't amazing, three and a half. I like this film. I think it's really fun. I think it's a really good time. Okay. I think I'm going to go with a three. And I, I was kind of behind between like a three and a three and a half. But at the end of the day, I think there's some parts of this film that are really strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, most specifically, the thing that stands head and shoulders over everything else is the creeper. Yeah. Like, honestly, it's it's really great. But uh, kind of aside from the creeper and some of the early scenes in this movie, the rest of it's, I don't know, it just doesn't really stand out. No, I mean, like, that's fair. It's kind of generic. It's overall just very generic. And combine that with the characters making very frustrating decisions. Yeah. And it makes a lot of the movie, I, I wouldn't necessarily say boring, but kind of like a slog to watch. Yeah. And the only thing that really keeps it very interesting is that the creeper. And I, I do think both of those factors really even each other out. Mm-hmm. And so it keeps it from being really, really good, but it also keeps it from being really, really bad. And so I think it just kind of ends up about middle of the road. So a, a three, I think, is pretty fair. Yeah. Uh, I will say, we didn't really talk about it. I like the end of this movie. Oh, yeah, it's good. I think it's a really solid ending. They try to set up a nice little twist there. Yeah, it's I, good. I think it's pretty effective the first time you watch it. Yeah, man. I didn't expect it. It was cool. And then it, on the second watch, it's less effective. But in the way where it's like you can tell it's coming, mm-hmm. which is good. I, wa- I want to say this before we move on to the outro. And you you mentioned it at the start of this episode. You're like, I didn't really know what to put in this category, how to define it. This is exactly what I wanted from Neo Monster movies. Like no. genuinely. Like you did a really good job. That's good because it's one. what you got. I know. No, this was like perfect for what I wanted. It's not a universal monster movie, but it's not something. It's It's a unique take on a ridiculous monster. I loved it. So good job on Are you going to do movie. this for the next two weeks? Knock it out? No. Then we can just be the old movie podcast <laughs> for the rest of the season. Could Maybe. be cool. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. All right, guys. We're going to go to the outtakes, and then we'll be right back. Yeah. We'll uh, see you guys in a minute. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the outtake section for this episode of Beware the Board. I hope you're enjoying our view of Jeepers Creepers so far. I like this film. I think it's super fun. I think it's a really, really fun way to start the season. But without further ado, let's get into the outtakes. This first clip is our reaction to seeing the Creepers vehicle for the very first time. Oh my god. Holy shit. No, car, please. Oh my god. What the? F- that looks like a fucking Doom Crawler from Star Wars. It's a cool car. It's a fucking wild looking truck. Like, what is that? That thing looks crazy. It's almost Mad Mask-esque. I would get out of that fucker's way. Oh, yeah, but where's he going to go? Like, into the street? or no, like you just field? get in the other lane and you break. This next clip is a short conversation about birds that Ben and I had during the film. Why would I deny birds? Birds are real. The government has trained them. Oh. It has a highly trained network of bird psychics. Bird psychics. <laughs> they communicate with the birds, partially okay. through psychic communication, and also because crows can talk. And so can parrots. Not as well as crows and ravens. Really? Have you ever heard a raven speak? No. You know how, like, a parrot sounds weird? Yeah, a parrot sounds like a parrot. Ravens sound like people. Fuck that. Like, literally. If a bird ever walked up and started talking to me, I would punch that little bitch in its beak. Like, legitimately like a person. Nah, fuck that. This next clip is our reaction to what the creeper uses to line the walls of his lair. 
either there's something leaking from the ceiling or there's something leaking on the ceiling. Well, let's that find out. Sense. Oh my god. This next clip is my reaction to learning that the creeper is so much more than just a man. What the fuck? What? What is going on right now? I thought the creeper was a dude. Why does he have a wing? This next clip is me getting frustrated at a character for not understanding the consequences of their own actions. Well, when you fucking do a burnout every single time you fucking drive it and put it in fucking forward, you dumb idiot. Oh, my first car's gonna go. Because you drive like a fucking maniac. This next clip is our reaction to seeing the creeper in its true form for the very first time in the film. That's just clothes. Nothing freaky about that. Oh, is that what it looks like when it's not dressed up as a man? It's eating some dude. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed the outtakes. I don't know how many there were, but there are definitely some. I think I actually kind of got scared in this movie. <laughs> Maybe once or twice. Not really that scared, but like good jump scare bits. Lots of ooze. That creature's gross. The creeper's a fucking freak. Ugh. Do we have any announcements, Ben? Yeah, we got uh, actually two for once. Oh, man. These are the things we were talking about. I've been talking about for weeks that on the episodes about behind-the-scenes content. The first one that's going to happen, uh, mostly because I know we're going to record it first, is on the 31st, so Halloween, we're doing a, uh award show. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, Halloween Horror Awards. Yes. And basically what we're going to do is we're going to look at all the movies we watched up to season five. Yeah. So everything Scream and earlier mm -hmm. is going to go on a big list of movies. And we're going to do a bunch of different categories and kind of choose our favorite for all those categories for like different awards and stuff. Yeah, it's basically going to be like our yearly award show. And instead of doing like a Halloween holiday episode, you're going to get that instead. Yeah, and it's also kind of like a celebration of, you know, doing a year of the podcast. Yeah. Plus, it lets us kind of go over, I think, our big recommendations. Oh, yeah, and of course. I think what I'm thinking we might do is maybe review, like, our reviews for everything. Maybe, like, touch on, like, oh, this was a four. Yeah. That was a five. So maybe a nice little summary episode if you don't want to listen to, like, 93 movies worth of content. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot of movies. It's a lot of content. So that's kind of like the first thing, and that is definitely the much bigger announcement. Yeah, for sure. The second announcement is, if you should know this by now, we're going to a convention in October, so this month. And um, when we get back from that, I think the plan is to do a kind of convention summary episode. Yeah. To kind of talk about it and like what we did there. Just because we might have more to say than feels comfortable putting on just a regular episode. Yeah, because it would make... I feel like we would front-load, like, a whole episode with an extra 30 or 40 minutes of content when it should just be its own thing. So uh, we're going to kind of separate that into its own thing. So that'll be coming out at some point. Yeah, we'll let you know when it's recorded and coming out beforehand. But uh, I'm not sure. Know. I'd I'd guess it's going to come out after the Horror Awards. Probably. Probably sometime in November. But it 
theoretically could have come out right before. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, Aside from that, though, we don't have any other announcements for right now. So, you know, the usual spiel. Go check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you can get your podcasts. Where you're listening right now, that's probably pretty, pretty good bet. We're also on YouTube if you want to check us out there. It's kind of a weird platform to listen to podcasts on. But it's kind of nice because we can see your support there. Uh, likes, subscriptions, those are really nice because it tells us basically how many people are listening. It's also one of the two major places to communicate with us. Uh, you can do that in the comment section of a specific video if you have something like you actually want to talk to about us, talk to us about in that video. Or you can go over to X and go uh, exit Bob about how um, you really like his eyes and how pretty they are. Oh, God. Oh, and just, God. Like, pop them in your mouth. Ugh. Like Ben said, check us out on Twitter. It's not X. I don't care. I don't care how many times you call it X on the podcast. I'm not. Stop doing the. <laughs> stop miming X at me like a freak. <laughs> check us out on Twitter at Beware the Board. <laughs> it's where I post updates about the show, information about the show. Basically, if there's anything you want to know about the show, it goes on our Twitter. On Mondays, I post a spoiler post for that Friday's episode, which is basically a hidden movie cover that you can reveal so you can watch the movie before we do. So when you listen to the episodes, you don't get any spoilers, and we're being really vague about stuff, you kind of know what we're talking about. Then, on Fridays, a whatever date episode goes live, I post a link to the episode with maybe a meme if something was funny. Dude, that meme you made for Scream made me laugh so hard, genuinely. I thought it was so good. Oh, did you actually? Yes. I was kind of like, oh, this is okay. Really? <laughs> yeah. I thought it was really good. Anyway. <laughs> That's the mental health issue. <laughs> making you laugh. <laughs> maybe. Uh, so if you miss an upload or want to know when something went up, there's always a link on our Twitter. Check us out on YouTube Shorts and Appleware the Board on TikTok. We're doing short form content again. I think with this new style that we've hopefully released by the time it's this so comes much out, better. Uh, I'm gonna make more. I'm gonna think I'm gonna try and do an actual scheduled release for those. It's harder, but it's better. It's harder, but it's more engaging. Engaging, but also I like making it way more. <laughs> there you go. So I don't. I feel like I can actually keep up with a release schedule. So I'm going to say this on the podcast so I, I'm held accountable. I'm going to try and do Monday, Wednesday, short form, and then Friday episodes. That's a lot. Two two shorts a week and then, you know, our normal episode of the podcast. I guess, but sometimes we do doubles. Well, on those weeks, I'll just suffer. Or triples. On those? That's only <laughs> happened once. Or quadruples. No, twice. I lied. <laughs> twice. It's happened twice. In both of those times. To one of those movies in each of those three sucked ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, on that note, though, I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. All right, we'll go see you guys next time. Yeah, we'll uh, see you guys next time. <laughs>